Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 52. I'm your host, Brayden Charisma, and joining me today is Amy and Adrian. How are you guys? Good, thank you. That's good. Uh, so Amy and Adrian, they're the owners of White Rabbit Coffee Company, which is this really cool shop down on Selby Street. So you have, definitely have to check it out if you haven't already. So let's get right into it. I mean, so why did you guys want to start a coffee shop? For us, it was um, freedom. Freedom to be able to do um, all of the creative things that we wanted to do while working for ourselves. So okay. we love coffee and we know that coffee brings people together. And so we thought it was going to be a great avenue for us to be able to use all of our skills in one place. Okay. And then, like, so you find it hard, like, acquiring, like, coffee like companies to kind of like send you their stuff or did you have to just buy their product in bulk type thing? It was pretty simple. We essentially did a bit of a tour to try and figure out which coffee shops that we liked and then made a decision based on um, like who fit most with our vision and our mission and we found Fernwood Coffee which um, is a really good fit for us. They're down in Victoria. Okay. So like what was like what stood out to you guys about them? It was the high quality of all of their processes. Okay. So going to the farmers directly, Fernwood will go straight to the farms and deal with the farmers to get their A-grade beans, get those beans, ship them back to Victoria, roast them with perfection. They're really sciencey about it. They like to get deep down into the details and really make sure that everything's accurate. Totally. That they're getting proper flavor profiles. Like we've had Ethiopian beans that smell like blueberries. We've had Mexican beans that taste like a nice dark hazelnutty chocolate. Like it it can really range and has many flavors to have. So Fernwood really nails that. That's really cool. That's good. Like that's awesome that it works. Yeah. Uh, So then how did you guys find the right location? The transition always appealed to us. It was we always saw it listed um, for rent or for lease, and we kept it in the back of our minds. We knew it was going to be a big job taking it over because it was entirely empty inside. So okay. we kept our options open. We looked around, but nothing really fit as well as it as the train station did. We didn't want to be um, central or north. We felt that we needed something in the old city quarter core that could um, help bring that neighborhood together. Totally, yeah. I mean, it always seems like it's everyone's in the north end or they're like down by like like near Departure Bay Beach or something like that. Absolutely. Like where they're just trying to like, oh, there's a lot of people here. Let's plunk it right here type of thing. Exactly, yeah. And we, you know, we live downtown. We enjoy the vibrancy of downtown and we want to help provide uh, like a higher quality service to the people who live down there uh, especially seeing as um, like a lot of the spaces up in Old City Quarter have been vacant for so long and so we're just trying to revive that area and give it life. Totally and I mean it's it's always I mean like I don't often go downtown but usually if I am it's usually late at night and stuff like that but I mean it's always there's so many people and it's always yeah. it's always such a variety it's mm-hmm. never like the same like it's like we're like it's not families it's not it's like a bit of everybody. It's kind of like a destination we find. Like a lot of people come there because they're going to do something specific. And so we try to create an environment that people want to be in and totally. want to add into their trip downtown. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, let's just grab a quick coffee first. And then you and they end up in there for like half an hour. And it's just awesome, right? Yeah. Like, There's a really good community of people in the area yeah. and in the surrounding areas who want downtown to be better, to have more vibrancy, have more life. Yeah. So we're excited to be part of it and to help build it. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you guys come up with the name? 
There's many <laughs> layers to the name. <laughs> Most simple answer is when we were camping one time, we, we like to camp a lot, but we were camping and the smoke was following Amy. I turned to her and was like, oh, you gotta say white rabbit, the white rabbit's chasing you. How about that for the name of it's our coffee shop? <laughs> it sounds cool. And then Amy at the time had a big affinity for Alice in Wonderland, still does. Okay. And white rabbit's really prominent in there. Everyone seems to have a reason or their own reason for what white rabbit means to them. So the fact that it already has a meaning to someone is awesome. Okay. It, it, like I say, it's all about community. So they're or they already have a tie in with us. If yeah. They have a white rabbit. You're making that like connection that like kind of draws people in. You're like, yeah. They just like they see like for people who like Alice in Wonderland, they just see the white rabbit and yeah. they're like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> There's little Japanese candies that are white rabbit. There's okay. the What's the, the, there's a White Rabbit song. Like, yeah, there's the Matrix. I get so Matrix. many, I get so many different people's versions of what, what they think of when they hear White Rabbit, but the, the, this idea that the smoke was chasing me around the fire and this idea chased us for so long that we wanted to build this, it just made the right fit for us. That's really cool. Yeah. Was there like any unique kind of like pe- connections that people have made to like the name? Um, apparently in some cultures, if you're supposed to say white rabbit on the first day of every month and the person in your family who says it first, I believe, um, it means they'll have good luck. Okay. Yeah. There's a few things like that, that people have asked me. People ask me if I carry around a rabbit's foot as good luck. (laughs) I don't, but I do have an Alice in Wonderland tattoo. So that's cool. (laughs) That's really awesome. Um, so then you guys must be like, you know, get a new business. So then how did you kind of... What was your strategies kind of bring to bring people in? Um, one of the things was acknowledging the fact that we're a destination and that people, in order to come see us, the what we had to be providing had to be at a higher level. So we put a high, big focus on quality and consistency so that maybe you only make it down to White Rabbit once a month, but the coffee that you get at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month is going to taste exactly the same. And that's right. really important to us. Totally. I mean, customer service is super important, all that stuff, right? So, I mean, I'm sure that's that's always number one priority, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, and the other, you know, way that we draw people in is we use Instagram a lot. That's our main primary focus. Yeah, I noticed that, which is awesome. Yeah, my background is in marketing and design, so I use... when we were speaking earlier about using all of our skills in one place, uh, I get to really kind of get into the creative side and really try and reach people using photos, using captions, and just having an online presence. Definitely. Uh, how do you find, like, do you find that it's your, with your background and everything, it's kind of, you, like, what kind of things do you do? Sorry, um, I just sound <laughs> The A lot of it is... Um, uh, in our photographs, I'd say um, up until now, uh, we've kind of been a two to three man show, so Makes sense. we haven't had a lot of yeah. uh, hands on. But we've recently hired a few new folks that'll allow me to kind of dive in more deeply into a lot of the pho- photographs and designs. But a little more freedom. Yeah. So the more that we are able to kind of explore how people interact with us, the more we can better content we can provide. We hope to provide some educational content through our Instagram that's going to kind of break down, um, you know, how we build drinks, why we build drinks, um, and give them more of the background information so they can make a, a good choice when they come to the shop. 
Totally. I mean, I, I think your one of your most recent posts was about a, a drink that you guys make there. Yeah, we have a, we have a few. A, today yeah. we posted about our watermelon mint soda, which is a really awesome drink we make from fresh watermelon. So highlight being able to highlight that we use fresh ingredients, that everything's made from scratch. Totally. Um, you know, without the, the voice on Instagram being able to say, hey, this is how we do it. People wouldn't necessarily know or think to ask. Yeah. So then are you guys mostly taking like the photos and the videos and all that stuff? Everything that you see that is being pumped out to the public yeah. is done right here or by our staff. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We try to engage. We try to get them to engage and they have great ideas, so why not? Well, totally, right? It, right? I mean, like some people like, you know, they just have, might have that idea that might just be like, you can incorporate some of that and then it might just tick another one. So then you're just like, this is super awesome. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we look for in our employees as well as um, people who can can provide feedback and, you know, figure out, kind of pick up the slack where we're maybe lacking. So we have some people who are really good at building interesting drink flavors. So okay. we task her with building interesting <laughs> drink flavors. We have a fantastic toasted coconut latte. Yep. Tasted good. We were ready to give it to the public the day before we were about to release it. Our staff said, "This needs mocha. Like this needs chocolate syrup in it. A house-made chocolate syrup that we use to make our mochas." Okay. So we added that to it, and boom, boom, next yeah. level. It's it's fantastic. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. How how long does it take you to come up with like a new drink, or do you guys try to do like monthly ones or seasonal ones type thing? Or we rotate seasonally, uh, just for ease, so that way we can really dial in the drink, make sure it's good, it's tasty. Definitely. I'm at the right price point for everyone. How long does it take to make a drink? Yeah, like to kind of... So we, <laughs> we've had some drinks that we work on for a week to three weeks, and that's going in, starting with an idea, trying to expand that idea. Yeah. We've had some drinks that Amy's woken up at 3 a.m. and gone, whoa! <laughs> We're having an Arnie Palmer! <laughs> okay. Like, I was dreaming. I know how it's done. I can do it. That's so awesome. Sometimes they're instant. Sometimes it's a couple weeks. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. How do you find, like, pricing your guys' menu and everything like that? We try and make sure that we're competitive while also realizing that we're in a little bit of a lower income neighborhood. And so we want to make sure that, yes, we're um, valuing our product accurately, but we're coming in at having a variety of price points so people can actually feel like they can come and enjoy what right. we have to offer. It'll be the best $3 cup of coffee you've had in a very long time. I can believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, I walk into like Starbucks and you're just like, you know, like, I mean, I'm not a big Starbucks guy myself, but. Yeah, the, the, some of the, the, the pricing is, um, you know, when we look to what ingredients are available locally and when we look to um, what we can get seasonally, then we can build drinks based on that and it'll actually create a lower price point because we're working with what's already available True. rather than searching for ingredients that um, aren't necessarily accessible. For instance, we have a strawberry matcha drink. And then that strawberry matcha drink, um, unfortunately on Vancouver Island, all, most strawberry crop hasn't produced very well this year. It's been an issue with it. So instead of paying an exorbitant amount for strawberries that come from Mexico, we're just switching and we're going to do a blackberry drink instead. Oh, that's so cool. just being able to pivot and move with what's available and work that way. And that's what keeps the price low as well. That's really cool. I mean, like, just the idea of like, you guys are able to do it on like the fly so that it works like it's much more convenient and you're not like, you know, that strawberry drink goes from, you know, the $3 to $6 because you have to bring import them from so far away. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, lifetime of practice. <laughs> lifetime of practice. Totally. 
So uh, throughout, like, you know, creating the business and building the business, has has there been any, like, roadblocks or anything that's kind of, like, trying to, you know, prevent you or stum- make you stumble? Mm-hmm. There's yes. been a few. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of sleep is <laughs> normally the biggest one. Okay. So when you're trying to work on something, you're both really passionate about, about it. an idea. Yeah. It's 11.30 at night and you're having your fourth meeting. Ideas don't get spoken too clearly. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and uh, we had some delays in the beginning with the city. Um, we were delayed uh, about 18 weeks just for our building permit and delayed okay. with building inspectors. So that um, forced us to slow down and really ensure that what we were doing was accurate, allowed us to kind of take time to reevaluate some of the decisions we made early on to make sure that they were still a good fit. So while there was problems, it opened up um, like room for us to be able to discover more. Totally. Yeah, you got to step back and say, like, all right, this is the one direction we want, right? Like, yes. you know, make sure this is the way you want it. That's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. make, make, th- make sure things are at a high quality. Definitely, right? It's one thing to start with high quality ingredients. It's another thing to use them properly and give a high quality product to Definitely, the Definitely, right? So, like, with the, with the consistency of the high quality, like, no one will be upset, no one will be disappointed, right? Everything. Exactly. And like, it seems like that's what you guys are all about, which is high quality, yeah. which is awesome. We want we want everyone to have a good experience in Nanaimo. Why are you going out if you're not having totally. fantastic anything? Like, exactly. You want, like, you know, the, that's the whole purpose of going out is, like, you know, get out of the house, get excited to do something. And exactly. then you go out and have a bad time. You're just like, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, and it's... You don't mess with somebody's first cup of coffee of the day. <laughs> They're scary. So we need to make sure that that's accurate and good every time. Have you ever had any grumpy customers then? Not, not based on poor drink, luckily. That's luckily, good. We've, uh, we've pretty much been able to meet people where they're at with whatever they need. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I can imagine there's some grumpy people in the morning just... You know, just rolling out of bed. Yeah. You you try to gauge them. If they look like they're going to kill you, they haven't had a first cup of coffee, you just say, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, make it and give it to them. (laughs) Have a great day. Totally, right? Yeah. And then they're just like, good. good." Yeah. They walk away, they're happy, no hard questions. (laughs) They come back at lunch and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Totally, right? And then then all of a sudden you're full conversation. Exactly. You got their name, their best best friends. That's the best part about, I find, like, with, like, uh, customer interaction is you can build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you guys find that you have many return customers? I, obviously you do, but you uh, find that like the the ones that return quite often, they're really like chatty with you guys. Yeah, we we have a lot of really wonderful regulars. We're, we're situated in the spot where we have City Hall, we have the RCMP station, oh, yeah. and the fire yeah. station, and um, like multitude of lawyers, counselors, and real estate agents. So we have a really good mix of folks who are constantly needing coffee and constantly <laughs> needing to be fueled. And so we. Um, we're very grateful that they return just about every day with us. Can't forget about the tattoo shop just around the corner too. There's electric umbrella tattoo. Oh yeah. They're they're regulars. They're always needing coffee. They work always working 10, late. 10, 12 hours yeah, I was gonna say like so they're 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 like family to us. They're now. always doing like probably like massive pieces and everything. So yeah. they work hard. They do good work. And we've met a lot of people and made a lot of connections and relationships. Um, even ones business ones but also personal ones just through people who come into the shop and you know being open and friendly and having those conversations um being able to to meet people who can contribute to white rabbit as well to contribute to 
our idea of a vibrant downtown. Um, but it's, it's invaluable to us. It's kind of crazy how many people we've met. We're really, really enjoying it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, it's always good making those connections. Like uh, I used to work at a grocery store and I was like, I'd always talk, you know, talking to customers and everything. And then I'd, I've made friends out of it. And then I'd like, you know, I'd like outside of work or, you know, I'd see them and be like, oh, you want to like go hang out? We'll do something. They're like, yeah, sure. It's, and it's, it's such a good experience because you're just like, what a weird way to like meet. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so rewarding, right? Like, Absolutely. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so guys, this is the part of the show called the motivational moment. Okay. So how would each of you describe your passion in five words or less? Um, work hard and be nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> so then why would you choose those words? Um, I've always strive to be better and work as hard as I can at the things that I'm passionate about but the underlying theme of everything is kindness I always approach everything with kindness first and so if I keep those you know that mantra in my head of work hard and be nice to people um, it just kind of keeps me going definitely I mean it's a it's a strong combination right I mean and even if like you just kill people with kindness kindness right so mm-hmm. you no matter what you're in it, you're always going to be looking better and working harder yeah. <laughs> i'd say it's moving forward and okay. upgrading okay so why would you choose those ones the idea of staying stagnant or even going backwards just, just at my core it's, it's like a volcano erupting like you just don't want that yeah you need to get away from that right definitely so and that's where it goes into upgrades being a carpenter, I always start with something, build it, step back and go, oh, that's good. I can make this better. Definitely. So everything's just constantly upgrading. It's really practical with owning a shop because you put it in, you look at it, you see what how the customers react. Yeah. And then we make it better. We make it a better experience for everyone. Totally, right? I mean, it's just like, that's the best part about like getting like that, it's like the feedback, right? Yeah. So then you're just like, they're just like, ah, this is a little, like, just wasn't strong enough. So it's like, all right, let's try this being a little stronger. And then once we do it, it just tickles me. We're moving forward. All right, let's upgrade it a little bit more. Boom. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So thank you guys for sharing. Absolutely. Can't believe they on the Jerry Seinfeld show they have eaten food too when they're on camera. Oh, it's crazy. I would I would like love to do it, but I feel like if I had like chips or something, all you yeah. hear was crap. Yeah. Yeah. the audio would be horrible. You need like easy finger food, and all you can do really is like crunchy stuff. Maybe a scrambled, like a scrambled egg. <laughs> Not really, but what else do you need? Well, it's like quiet and easy. Yeah, no, that's you're Maybe not some wrong. double eggs. And you're like, hey, double All eggs. of the smelly things. It's just camera. They can't smell that. <laughs> this is true. Only we can, right? right. Just make it look pretty. Okay. So then, uh, with the business, how do you guys want to go with it moving forward? Um, more on Adrian's motivation is is upgrading and moving forward. So. Currently, uh, we're in the process of renovating our entire back counter area. We're creating more storage, more efficiency for our staff. That's our main focus. Um, And by doing this, we're actually allowing ourselves to be able to introduce more food into our menu. Okay. Which is something that um, people have been asking about for a while from us. And we're really excited to bring um, a small food menu to the train station there so that we can, um, you know, catch the people who need just like a grab and go bite. Totally but focusing on healthy, curated, and intentional food. Definitely. So then are you guys, for the food there, is it mostly going to be just like quick and easy, like, you know, like homemade granola bars type of thing? Or what were you guys thinking? We're going to be um, moving to doing the majority of our baked goods uh, made in-house. So we'll okay. be focusing on um, creating nutrient-dense 
sweets and baked goods that isn't just going to rot your teeth, but it's going to actually be flavorful and be protein-packed and um, be accessible for people who have gluten intolerances or are vegan. And then with our food menu, we are hoping to work with local farmers to be able to use whatever produce we can during the week to do salads and wraps. Things that are going to be easy for people when they're on the go, they got their hands full, and they just need something that's going to be healthy and flavorful. Just like throw it in a container and it's like, here you guys go. We we haven't quite worked out all the details yet. We're just in the beginning phases, but the idea would be um, to be as green as we can. So reduce our packaging. So if there's a way that we can um, combo pack things or put things together um, in a way that is more environmentally friendly, then we're going to find a way. That's cool. Mm. It must take like a lot of research and like yeah. just like trying to find the right thing because I mean, I don't know, is there like disposable containers? There are combustible disposable containers, but it does take a bit of research and information to try and figure out what suppliers to get them from and how to get them into Canada and yeah, there's a, so there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where my bread and butter is. I am a researcher. I will scour the internet and find the best possible deal of the best possible product and bring it into our shop. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And I take it your head in the uh, the renovation with the carpentry? I, I take the ideas and I turn them into reality, essentially. Okay. She'll do the research. We'll have an idea. We'll work on it together. I'll physically build it. Yeah, okay. And we'll both step back and design it, re-modify it, move okay. forward, whatever needs to be done. That's exciting. Yeah. So then uh, how, how are you finding, like, balancing, like, working on, like, the shop to, like, working with, like, in the shop? <laughs> and I'd say it's a tough balance because working in the shop is good fun. Totally. But we need to work on the shop. <laughs> uh, Amy here does a great job of handling the shop during most days she leads the team which allows me time to work on the shop as well as whatever else we have going on with our life because every once in a while it's we realize we're putting 80 90 100 hours a week into the shop and going oh we we still need to eat and we (laughs) we need to live as normal human beings too so yeah it's 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 a hard balance. <laughs> I can imagine. It's but a good balance, but a hard balance. We've just hired two fantastic people. So we got a team of three staff members who are incredibly passionate and excited mm-hmm. to work with us. And uh, being able to trust them and kind of leave them in the shop totally. has been uh, a relief for me so that I can step back and I can um, be able to have more of a bird's eye view of what's going on and make changes where I need to. Definitely. So then, uh, like, Compared to now, how many hours are you guys putting in? Still like 50, 60 hours a week? I still quite a bit. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where we'll always be constantly working. There's always going to be yeah. something to do. Um, but the goal is to have staff members running the bar and working um, coffee while we're doing more of the logistical work in the background. So totally. I'm at the point where I'm about to probably only be in the shop about four to five days a week rather than seven. So. Okay. <laughs> it's the difference between working in the business and working on the yeah, business. Definitely. We're trying to work on the business more because we have staff that we totally trust. We have a team family. Yeah, I mean, that, that way you can grow your business, right? And exactly. Like, you can, you know, get it to more people's ears and their attention and then, you know, bring in more people. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Which yeah. is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, with, so then, 
I'm stumbling here. Um, doing all this work then, so like, do you still find it quite stressful at times? Or do you find it more like, in the start it was stressful, and then it's now it's... It's like watching, it's like, a business is like a kid. It's never not stressful. You're always <laughs> focusing on it. It's always doing something. I like to use the word overwhelming sometimes. Okay. Because it's not that it necessarily stresses me out because I take great joy in everything that I'm doing. Yeah. But there does come a point where things are loaded on and it becomes overwhelming. Um, but that's when I step back and remember that I have a fantastic partner who can take on some of the loads. So we work at balancing the loads so not one of us is feeling right. overwhelmed at one time. Yeah. And it, you know, being in a, a relationship but also being in a business partnership, um, you know, some sometimes people think that it that, that might be more difficult. I actually find that that's easier because you have someone who loves you dearly being able to kind of pick up the slack if you're needing some help. Definitely. I mean, there's like, and there's like a total trust between the two of you guys, right? Absolutely. It's like... Like, no matter what, your problems are your together problems. Exactly. It's not like it's, oh, he's dealing with that. I, I can, it's just like, we're working on it together no matter what, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's really exciting. Yeah. If you guys had, like, any advice for someone looking at starting a business or just someone, like, you know, just interested in business, what would you guys have to say? I would say two things because one of them is a mistake that I think we made in the beginning. Tell everyone Tell everyone what you're doing, okay. be excited about it, mm -hmm. and ask for feedback because people are more willing and intuitive about these things than I think we give credit for. And the I used to fear feedback and comments on our business, but now I welcome them because I, it's what helps us grow totally. and being open to those things has made us better. And the other thing I would say is make sure that you're malleable and changeable, that things can change. You do have to be able to adapt to the situation, to your customers, to your environment. And so being open at all times um, makes it a lot easier to make those transitions. Totally. I would say, don't forget to eat. <laughs> yes, all of a sudden your world, your focus changes from this is just an idea to this is my reality to this is my 24 seven. And yeah. there's always something that'll take your focus. Yeah. Definitely. You'll realize that you're working 10 hours straight. You've had a granola bar. You're about to go into a meeting. You have to drive to Victoria afterwards. Yeah. There's and always. it's Tuesday and it's like, <laughs> Don't forget to eat. It, it's huge. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah, I mean, you need that energy, right? Oh, and absolutely. There's nothing worse than like you're like you know mid shift or super, and then all of a sudden that the you hit that stomach pain. It's like you betcha. Eat, and you're like, no, oh, I can't. <laughs> but you need to. It also stops you from being hangry. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's a good five five minutes an hour, whatever it takes, right? Like it's a good step back to actually go and have food. Yeah, it's I mean, like, a good feeling. yeah, definitely. Like when you sit down, it kind of gives you time to reflect. You know, even whether you'd be there for five minutes or twenty minutes, but like you get that moment to like be like, you reflect on either a decision you made or like start thinking about something you were like you can actually kind of slow down and think about. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's awesome. <laughs> that and uh, McDonald's French fries taste amazing after a sixteen-hour shift. <laughs> like fresh fries, that's all you need. You just, I mean, like, you're happy. <laughs> Wouldn't it? You think it tastes really amazing after a 16-hour shift? You, you bet got that. it. That's why it's not bad. Exactly. Eating is good. Eating is great. Awesome, guys. Well, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks I really for having appreciate us. you guys. 
Uh, where can the people find you? We know you're mostly Instagram based, so what's at whiterabbit.coffeeco. And um, hopefully soon we'll be back on Facebook, but right now we're just focusing on Instagram. You'll definitely, yeah. Physical address 321 Selby Street in the old train station on the left. Boom. <laughs> yeah. You definitely gotta go check these guys out. Thank you. Uh, if you liked the episode, don't forget that subscribe button, check out the other episodes, and uh, make sure you follow me at Just Prisma on everything. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks.